0: Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can can. Spins a web any size Catches thieves just like flies Look out, out, here comes the Spider-Man Spider-Man
1: this is episode 309 for June 2014. And if you're a fan of the show, please consider helping support the site by going to the front page of the SpidermanCrawlspace.com and look for the tip via PayPal button on the right hand side of the site. That way you can help support the bandwidth costs of the show, which add up every month. Let's get on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to the show. Let me introduce our panel. We've got Mr. George. What's going on, George? Hey, hey, everybody. Nice. We have Mr. Bailey, who's been gone for a month, but we missed him, and he's back.
2: Oh, sorry. that's very nice. I like you. Yes. This is his podcast among many. He's got several. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, um, well, I have
1: no life. Let's, 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 let's <laughs> Don't call it Tales from the or he'll cut you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's no, because I think there is actually a show out there called Tales of the long run. Well, there is. Yeah.
1: The and we have Jr. Welcome Jr. from like SpideyKicksButt. Com. Uh, All right, then.
0: <laughs>
1: We're glad JR to be and, here. Jr. has had a bit of jet lag. He just got off of the plane. And how much you been drinking, sir? <laughs> Well, Man, he's passed out. This <laughs> ought to be right three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're <did> JR?
0: <laughs> hey, he's really gone. Aspired. All right, then. It's either his
1: computer Uh-oh. or his, oh, There you no, are. Oh, there I am. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we am.
2: thought we thought we lost him. What, you. What
3: where, where where were you, JR? Where'd you play in from? DC. Oh, watch And
2: Boy, are his arms tired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're a great <laughs> audience. Uh, and I want to make an announcement. We enjoyed Michael Stillenerd so much, I asked him to be a regular. So, Michael, congratulations. Welcome to the show full-time. Thanks,
4: guys. And, uh, by the way, predated uh, Happy Father's Day to some of oh, you good. folks. So, since Thanks, it's sir. going to be in a couple days, not that I have to worry about that at all. So, but, you know.
1: JR, are you doing anything special for Father's Day? Besides drinking? <laughs> scotch. Well, scotch. Scotch. Gods! Well, boy, I, I, hope,
5: I hope to not. I hope to to celebrate, but not killing my kids this year. But uh, <laughs> you know, so well, it goes.
1: I am actually. We're celebrating tomorrow. We're going to the Route 66 drive-in mm. for a double feature of X Men and Godzilla. I'm really excited. Oh, That'll okay. X Men kicked it,
3: all the ass on Earth.
1: It, it I, did.
4: I, you'll you'll that You're going to be in for a treat. For, for that, I one. can't.
1: It, and seeing a movie in the drive-in is a lot of fun. They've. Mm-hmm. This one is in Carthage, Missouri and they've they've renovated it. it looks awesome they have new digital projectors up on the the drive-in it's just a fun but time but no butter bar A uh, no butter bar but a large popcorn is 3 bucks oh wow oh. Ooh. <laughs> 3 bucks George come on yeah I'd, I'd pony up for some of that Yeah, no doubt. You can go back for two boxes on that. Uh, Before we uh, get to the news, I want to thank some people and, uh, well, I guess read some of their disses about our show. Uh, We have one praise and one uh, negative review. What what should we start with, negative or positive? Yeah, Let's let's
3: get the negative one out of the way because there's there's commentary on the negative one.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. the uh, negative one is... Laney Days, he wrote this back on May 9th, and he gave the show two out of five stars. And his uh, subject title is, I'm Sorry But... This podcast is just too negative for me. The the, The loss of the most entertaining guys on the podcast doesn't help much either. So that is his comment. And he proceeded, if you'd like to, George, you can explain what he proceeded to
3: do. Well, long story short, I mean, this same guy registered under the same name and just came to our message boards and acted like a complete ass. Mm -hmm. Uh, We banned him, I think, in like one or two days. Um, He even admitted he just came on to to talk shit.
1: Yeah, he he was basically trolling. And I mean, I accept negative reviews. I mean, I really do. But if you just come on to cause trouble on the message board, I mean, what... You didn't contribute anything. You didn't uh, say, so you know what? Criticism, I I, I, I think, is best with... Uh, what's criticism best with? It's, I mean, if it's thought out, we've read reviews in the past where people legitimately had some concerns and... Yeah. and uh, we, we've uh, either changed it or we discussed it or debated it. One person said we never talk about Ultimate Spider-Man. You know what we did? We start another segment of the show that we record every month and we review the Spider-Satellite titles. So mm-hmm. a negative review uh, actually was uh, one of the many things that led to do that. But this this one is just uh, kind of I don't know he just goes. Well, he got on weird. the
3: board and he was like, "How come you're all so negative? What does it take for you not to be negative?" I'm like, "Dude, have you not read the reviews on the front page? I mean I'm much? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean they, they they you know I think actually Still a nerd has given more positive remarks than negative remarks in his. Yeah, time. I mean, um,
4: well, we'll yeah, we'll get to that into um, some of the other stuff and everything, but yeah, yeah. I try to mean, you know.
3: Yeah, we've been saying good things about all you know a lot of the other books that we're covering. It's like it, it, people just focus on what they want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, yeah. and this guy wanted to focus
1: on being a complete dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ba- Bailey, do, what, do you do you
2: ever get negative reviews on your podcast, or and how do you deal with them? Um, well, my I, I, <laughs> I was about to swear, <laughs> but I decided against it. I have gotten criticisms, uh, and basically. The, the only really big negative one that I can really remember is somebody was just like, you guys aren't weekly anymore. So I'm out of here. It's just like, really? You get, this, <laughs> you get this for free. I'm taking time out of my life. And, and 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 I don't say that as like, Oh, I'm doing something so special. It's not that at all. It's just, you know, we do this for fun. I mean, yes. writing reviews, doing podcasts, you know, hosting a website, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, we do it for fun. And to be yeah. fair, this show can get a little rough on the creative and editorial staff, uh, mm, yeah. and the site can too. That's uh, that's just that's just a fact. But at the same time, I think that you know, unlike certain major news outlets, you know, we are kind of fair and balanced. And where for every you know this book sucks, there is a review or somebody saying you know, no, this is why I like it. You're going to have that with a character that's been around for over 50 years at this point that has gone through so many permutations that, you know, and, and, and having people that are still pissed off about, you know, One More Day, Brand New Day, Omit, that loved Superior Spider-Man, that hated Superior Spider-Man, that want to talk about the movies, that hate the movies, you know, all of that's yeah. there, and you're going to have that kind of, you know, that kind of mix in there. I think since, you know, coming, you know, the, since the other guy's leaving, and I'm not dissing them or anything like that. That's not my point. But just in my experience of being back on the show, we have been mostly positive about these books. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we still have certain problems. Some, some of us still have certain problems with certain aspects of Spider-Man and how Marvel is treating him. But in looking at the issue in and of itself, it's it's been mostly positive. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've, we all really liked uh, the way, you know, uh, they handled, you know, Doc Ock as Spider-Man and his girlfriend, and the the stories were exciting. Yep. You know, I read the first two issues today in preparation, you know, the first two new Amazing Spider-Man issues, and that excitement really hasn't left, and I kind of like that. I like the fact that, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it hasn't lost anything uh momentum wise going from superior back to amazing so to sit there and come on there is basically him just wanting to start something
0: uh yeah, yeah. to
2: make himself yeah. feel better yeah. about himself i don't know so i i, don't, I hate people like this i've really yeah. grown i mean i i'm i'm you know pretty hip deep in superman fandom and those people make me want to punch somebody dead in the face half the time <laughs> No, because it's just yeah. it's just people that are so wrapped up in their own like this is the only way it can be that yeah. they can't accept that a story that is told outside of those parameters can be good. I mm-hmm. mean, whoever thought that Doc Ock taking over Peter Parker for an extended period of time would be something we're like, wow, that was actually kind of cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So I I, I just. And That's why I like having Mr. Bailey on the show.
1: That was very nice, well, very well put. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Oh, and Bailey, yeah.
3: I apologize for writing that review. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, uh, you know, I...
1: in circle on that. I love that. We have one more uh, iTunes review from Donuts Dizzy and George. I get a little dizzy when I eat some donuts. How about you? I get fat when I eat donuts.
0: Okay, you know. all right.
1: <laughs> you <know>. Krispy Kreme,
3: <laughs> I, whatever they put in front of my face. I I, I try to stick to the kolaches, Jack.
1: Nom, nom, nom. All right. Uh, He gave us four out of five uh, stars. He says, one of the best Spider-Man podcasts out there. What what more that needs to be said about the crawl space? Just awesome stuff every time out, even though I'm still a bit upset about the lack of guys around my age these days being part of the panel. However, I love the passion that J.R. and George and Brad bring to the character. I must salute you two for still having interest in the character, despite the lacklusterness ...of the past two decades. Other than that, I love it. Mm -hmm. Wish there were more guys in their 20s to be part of the panel, but I digress. As such, continue the great work with Spider History. Hear that, Jr. And JR's off the panel. (laughs) I mean, he's not off the panel. He's off the the Skype call. Uh, He also, great work on the reviews and all the other segments as well. So thank you, Donuts Dizzy. Uh, Still Mike's still a nerd. How old how old are you by the way? Um I am probably thirty eight. But okay. although
4: at heart I'm probably more in my twenties. I get mistaken for my beam in my twenties all the time. I still get oh. carded. So,
2: well, you so you're my age. Cut. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, so nice. yeah. So cool. All right. Let's start with the news as we try to get JR back on the line. Uh we're gonna start strong on this. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh evidently this this made the rounds of news uh departments. Uh granted not many television people aired this but uh websites including my own picked this up about a controversial Korean Spider-Man statue. Uh all right George take it away. Explain what is wrong about this statue in Korea. I don't know what it
3: is about Korea first of all. I guess this <laughs> Living under the constant threat of being nuked from, you know, the madman north of them. Yeah. I guess I guess living in that kind of shadow, it does something to a people. I don't know, but uh, the artist, the South Korean artist, uh, created a statue to go wait, wait, on a ball. What's his name? What's his name? his, I love his name is You Suck You.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Literally, the man's name is Yoon Suck You.
1: I I just love that.
3: <laughs> all right. Okay. So first of all, the the pose is very weird. Yes. Normally, if you're going to put Spidey on a wall, you're putting Spidey on a you know like a wall, and he's like he like he's climbing up it. This one is like he's trying to do a backflip or something he's off the roof. A crap walk. Is what oh you know? oh, and by the way, he's got a massive erection. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say massive, I'm not talking like like it looks like a, like something you buy at Subway. I'm talking like <laughs> a tent pole. I'm talking about you. Put a tarp on this, and you—that's what protects you from the rain while you're outdoors here. And it's
1: far up on the building of the mall. So evidently, it took a year for people to notice this. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know how they can. I mean, there's got to be birds perching up there. Well, <laughs> well,
4: the thing is, though. I mean, wasn't there also a photo of a guy who's kind of like rope climbing? He's using using these package as an anchor point.
3: Yeah. Somebody. That somebody. Was, well, no, that was like Photoshop. I that saw was, that. Oh, yeah. that was Photoshop. Oh, okay. But the artist reacted. Thought, you know, people people started saying, "Hey, dude, what's up with the spider dong?
1: <laughs> Why, I,
3: I, and this is Korea, dude. I mean, they're not yeah. they're not like we are here. They're, you know, I mean, they're you know the, these are the, these are a, a, a more lax uh, people. I think I've seen a lot of like Korean stuff on the YouTube's, and it's pretty it's pretty out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's kind of scary is
3: it's over a playground.
0: Yeah, a there's restaurant.
3: kids playing under the shadow of the spider dong. <laughs> you know, and so so, people got upset about this, and they were like, "Hey, yeah. we like this mall; we like this uh, shopping opportunity, maybe not so much the giant spider dong maybe, maybe that <laughs> needs to go And the artist responded, and the artist said, "I am the artist who made this piece. <laughs> My reason for it was that I wanted to apply the natural physical phenomenon to a superhero." And have it depict what's natural in the morning without lies and superficialness in a comical way. <laughs> so this is his statement on morning wood, and he uses Spider-Man as the vessel for that message. Yeah. So, well, but eventually, you know, good taste won out, and they said, you know, maybe we should take the spider dong down.
4: Well, I, there, uh, you there's know. two. Le- well, there's apparently there's two lessons to learn from this thing. One okay. is, do not go commando when wearing spandex, and Second is, of course, now we know the big mystery of why so many attractive women were attracted to Spider-Man for all these years. So, I mean, mystery solved, folks. So, I mean, but that... um, I mean, this thing had heft, man.
3: Well, I mean, the (laughs) thing is, this is, this to me, this, this, this. I mean,
4: let's just face it. Artists are weird. I mean, I know this because I know, I've known a couple of them in my time and stuff like that. And and they're trying to be provocateurs. And this is, this kind of was, sounds like that's what this, Kind of you was can see
3: the dong from space, man. <laughs> it's that it's big enough to see from space. Well, why? Well, I mean, yeah,
4: it's one of those things where you cannot help but look away, I suppose. But I mean, it's too well, much I, dong, man.
2: Yeah. Wow,
1: Mr. Bailey, your your thoughts on the spider erection? I, I,
2: um, I don't think I've heard George say the word dong in, in <laughs> so, a short
3: period of time in the entire history of <laughs> the show. You here. You weren't here last
2: month, Jack.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's
2: true. <laughs> Go ahead, Bailey. <laughs> um, you know it, it's it's turning into such an old man. I really am like kind of half past. Give a crap on this. I I really don't understand why this was such a huge deal. Uh, I, I really don't. I. I I think there are other things in the world that are kind of important right now to focus on, uh, and, and I'm not saying that you know us talking about it is necessarily a bad thing because we're a Spider-Man podcast, so it's it's kind of you know it, it, it's within our wheelhouse. But to have this on kind of major news outlets and, and people like getting all upset over a Spider-Man statue, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. I okay, mean, well, you know, well I like think of it this way, Bailey. Like let's let's say you go
3: to a museum, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. They got museums there in Atlanta. Let's say you go to like a history museum. You're in Atlanta. There's a statue of George Washington. Maybe he's on a horse. Maybe he's just looking out of the Potomac, and he's got a massive boner. <laughs> and their explanation you get is because the artist wanted to showcase George Washington's morning wood. <laughs>
2: See, here's the thing: is I don't understand. We still send kids to the freaking zoo. Have you been to the rhino exhibit? Jesus! I mean, I was uh, nice. How you, nice how you
1: tied the rhino into the show. <laughs> uh, it, was,
2: uh, it was unintentional, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll it take Bailey's keep it spider related. Yes. is. <laughs> no, I, I just. I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I have no I have no snarky comment that is funny enough why to the, keep up with talking why about.
1: Why did the artist do this? I mean, why did he want artists like to no, get attention? Because like I said, it, these like, artists he, are
2: provocateurs. That's the, he got it.
1: He yeah, got
2: it. Well, I mean, accomplished. Yes. So look. There is a difference between all right, hey webheads, we're back on the show, and somebody put up a Spider-Man statue in North Korea is one thing, but hey webheads, we're back on the show, and somebody put up with a put up a Spider-Man statue in North Korea in in South Korea, and oh my God, it's got a giant dong. I mean, that's, that's what gets headlines. He was getting attention, yeah. and we were feeding the work. troll on this one. Yep. Yep.
1: There you go. Jr. is back on the line just in time to talk about this hard news story. Uh, <laughs> gosh, oh, my God. Jr. what is your two cents on the Korean Spider-Man statue? Oh, that was such a good buildup. <laughs> such a good pitch for him to knock it out of the park, and it failed. JR, it says you're online with us. Are you not online with us? Uh,
5: apparently, I am now. I don't know what the heck. There
1: you are. There you are. Okay, know. hold on. Let me do it again. JR, what is your take on this hard news story?
5: Well, I don't know if it would, I would call it a hard news story. It actually <laughs> seems kind of limp to me, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's made of plaster, there, man.
5: There, there's not a whole... Oh,
1: damn you, Skype. Really damn really you, jr again.
2: Man, is Jr. like in the middle of a lightning storm right now?
1: I don't know what's going on with Jr. <laughs> it feels like we're sh- holding
2: a
3: séance, and he's only coming through every now and
1: then. Oh, there goes Jr. Oh, that's too bad because I wanted to hear Jr.'s thoughts on the spider erection. I've never said that before on this show. <laughs> uh, oh, he's back. Okay, Jr. Real quick, spider erection, go. <laughs> Oh, he's gone now. He's calling. He says, "Call my cell." This is ridiculous. I'm going oh. to cry. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm so
3: sad because I also want to know what Jr. has to say about the spider dong.
1: We are not moving on from this news topic until I get Jr.'s opinion. <laughs> well, this, and is, I'll, this is the big news of the month. This is this is not going to get edited
3: out. We promised. We'll, we'll, we'll get to movie talk and other stuff later in a little bit. But right now, sure, it's Dong City. All right. You called my landline. Oh, shit.
1: All right, hold on. <laughs> all right, never mind. I'll call you we, back. We're we
2: we, we, we stink of professionalism <laughs> right now.
1: JR, here's another one. I've got multiple JR numbers. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness.
1: <laughs> there we go. <sighs> all, to, all to figure out what comments about a spider package. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know what's funny? Kathy Garver is right above his phone number in my Skype list. Wouldn't that be funny if we got her on the phone? No,
3: Jake's going to answer the phone and was like, real quick, talking about the spider dong.
1: <laughs> JR, do I have you?
5: Yes, you have me.
1: Oh, good. Okay, okay. Third time's the charm. Uh, JR, what do you think of this hard news story? <laughs>
5: Well, it seems a little limp to me. There's not a whole lot of meat to it. It's awfully short on facts. Uh, God,
0: (laughs) oh, my You know, I I
5: just, you know, I don't know. There's just, uh, this artist seems to have a whole lot of balls in the air or whatever. He's trying to get attention. (laughs) He's trying to you know, do a lot of other things as well, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm distracted, but I've got my sack lunch here, you know, and I'm trying to grab onto my, my sack here, and, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, well, I, 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 you know, gee, I, George did such a good job with that segment, you know, I, I really hope I haven't stuck one in it, you know what I mean, uh, but, uh. You know, because that would really, that would really blow if that
0: happened. Uh, but
5: uh. <laughs>
1: was that not worth it, listeners? Oh my God! That's see, see this heard. is
2: this is why I really didn't put much effort into it because I knew <laughs> that Jr. was going to come in and knock that one out of the park.
4: I hate
3: What's to ask, if he's having sausage for his. own. Um, oh
4: goodnight. my! God. <laughs> it's a,
3: uh, the greatest thing I've heard on the show, and it's the saddest moment of the show ever. <laughs> you know, at the same time. <laughs> it's like we we've hit
0: a, a, a high in
3: one area, yet we we've, we've hit a, a
0: We're valley. We're also really type.
3: at rock bottom at this point. Like, well we well
4: we can only go from up up here, you know.
0: <sighs> oh, oh go on. Uh, yeah. This,
5: we this can segment right?
1: here? is that what you're saying?
5: What? Yeah, this segment's oh. getting a little hair on it. We better we probably better,
1: it, you know. <laughs> so, hey, what what would be a good follow up news item for this, uh, Bailey? I think you've got this one. How to make a spider bra. <laughs> Evidently, this is on the internet. Tell me a bit about how do you make a Spider Man bra? So,
0: I, I, I think it's
2: I think it's very safe to say that this video, yeah, um, is popular uh, because of the assets of the uh, of the host. I you know. Yeah. I, I guess there was an unanswered question out there, and that is, how do you make a spider bra? And on and on one hand, you know, I could sit here and make fun of it and say it's all about boobs and, you know, blah, 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 kind of salacious, maybe a little inappropriate and all that. But you know what? Convention season's right around the corner. Yes. And, you know, if you're not going to cosplay but you want to do something, this is actually kind of cool. I
1: it's. It's very Pinteresty, I think. Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, you could say it's it's all about boobs, and, and it's really hard to get away from something that is a bra that is that yeah. is also about. I mean, bras are, are, are meant to contain the sweater puppies, as uh, I've heard them <laughs> called. Uh, wow, this
1: show is so dirty uh, yet
2: so fun. <laughs> um, well, it, it, it's it's better than one uh, local uh, radio host who's recently retired. They used to call them fun bags, but.
3: Oh. Oh my
2: lord! Uh, oh, Neil Bortz, I miss you. Uh, no, but <laughs> but you know, in 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 kind of watching the video, it's it's actually kind of interesting. I mean, you it know, is. It, you know, we could be accused of, and, and we're kind of poking fun of it. And, 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 and you <laughs> know, we I, I think again, like the word dong. I think the, we've said the word boobs <laughs> more time uh, per you know thirty second segment uh,
0: <laughs>
2: on this show than any other episode. But seriously, I mean. If, you, if you're if you out there and, you know, if someone's out there who's really actually kind of interested in this kind of thing, and costuming on all yeah. levels is actually kind of an interesting hobby to me. It's, I, I can't, me so to say, my life, but my wife likes to put costumes together. And this, I don't know if this is something specifically she would want to see, but, you know, if somebody was, like, putting together, like, a black cat outfit or as a tan outfit or some kind of thing, you know, this is actually kind of neat. So I I almost wish I I would have had enough time, and unfortunately I didn't actually have my wife watch it to see if it's, you know, something that's actually kind of, you know, on a craft level, something that's, you know, kind of, you know, that's... uh, Well,
1: basically, because I watched it 74 times, and...
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what YouTube tells me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I added to the click views. Basically, what you do is you take a white push-up bra, is what she says, mm-hmm. and uh, you you basically get some markers, and well, you... Well, it's not
4: just any old markers. You have to get, like, um, fabric markers for this thing. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah because yeah, be it's specifically specific say, like that. Yeah. So, uh, basically, because this is an audio show, basically what the bra is on each boob is Spider-Man's eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, around the eyes is, of course, the mask. and she, the, the Angie, who is uh, does a very good job yes. on
0: yes does. the
1: screen is screen team, is that what she's with? anyway, I, I've watched several videos, and, the, and her and her boyfriend, or I think husband, is actually pretty creative, and they do a very good job. And uh, if you want to see the sp- how to make a spider bra, I
2: put it up on the front page, or go to the search bar. It'll probably be down off the front page by now. The only real problem with this is that, you know, with yeah. some women, it's like, hey, help, hey, pal, eyes up here. And, well, they're right in front of me. I mean, it's just, you know, the eyes are <laughs> yeah, right I, yeah. Yeah.
1: Any thoughts on the spider bra? Uh, I think we better nip this one in the bud.
3: <laughs> J. R. Is that's great. what this show is going to be like the entire time now
2: we've set the tone
0: so, yeah,
2: we set that bar pretty low oh, and yeah. oh, we gosh. are going to stay there
0: oh, this has not been honorable <laughs>
5: I mean I mean, we've already had some peaks in this show but uh, you know uh, uh, I don't know that might be I, I would actually I would say the spider brawl segment probably was one of the the, the peaks of this show so wow.
1: you know JR, uh, let's see. You got the next one. Let's no, I talk don't. It's spider potholes, isn't it? I'm taking it out of order. I'm taking. Oh. I'm going out of order because oh, already done one. Wait, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be hard to deal with. No, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Wait.
5: Uh, God. <laughs> well, I was about to. I was about to say, at 50 years old, I would be happy to be hard to deal with, to be honest. Uh, my wife would be happy if I was hard to deal with, to be honest. But, you know, at 50 years old, not even a truckload of Viagra is going to take care of that.
3: I'm uh, going to jump out my goddamn window.
5: He tried to flush that truck, And I'm what? sad because
3: I only live on the second floor, and I don't live higher. So I'll just hurt myself. <laughs> I won't. I won't
1: die. You ever try to flush Viagra down the toilet? I could never get the lids shut. Anyway, Jr. Uh, <laughs> uh, th- never mind. I'm not explaining it. Jr. Um, has got this one about Prince George. Tell me about Prince George. The little baby.
5: Well, he's a fat little bastard. I
1: tell you that. Uh, <laughs> wow. And oh, we just lots of British bit listeners. Uh, so, <laughs> Prince George is a cute little baby. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? You know,
5: uh, uh, you know. And, and to continue our to to continue our tradition here of only the you know hardest hitting, most relevant uh, spider news here.
1: You will love, love the Ditko segment.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, We're going back. Fifties,
1: But, but basic, basically,
5: you know, I mean, uh, uh, Kate Middleton, who is, of course, the Duchess of Cambridge, for all of you who uh, aren't sophisticated enough to understand that, you know, things of that nature, she was visiting Scotland. She probably wanted to see James Dewan's grave or something like that, you know, <laughs> and then... <laughs> and uh, you know uh, and, and, and she she wore beige heels and a Celtic brooch, uh, which was given to her as a wedding present. Uh, she also had some small lead weights sewn into the hem of her coat to stop it blowing up in the gusty conditions north of the border. Because you know, naturally, when you're in Scotland, you know you want to have some weights, so uh, you know weights in your 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 uh, dress or whatever, so you know these fierce Scottish winds, you know the backpipes don't blow up and and see something anyway. Oh, was this related to Spider-Man? Uh, let's see here. Oh, yes! She, <laughs> she spotted a boy wearing a Spider-Man top. Now, when I first thought about that, I thought, wait a minute, is like, why is a kid wearing like a top on his head, you know, like a, where you spin it and things like that? But, uh, but then I figured it must be a T-shirt, and it was just, you know, top was just one of those funny U.K. things, you know, uh, you because, know, you know, they measure things like in metrics and, and things of that nature over there. So anyway, and she mentioned that George had Spider-Man pajamas, but they were too big for him.
1: <laughs> Not our George, baby George.
5: Oh, I was about to say the whole world is too small for our big, George. don't uh, oh, Middleton can put spider <laughs>
3: right pajamas on me any damn day.
5: Yeah. <laughs> day at night. Now, and night. Yeah, and the Duchess was also given a tartan neckerchief. Now, you know, I, well, what the hell is that? You know, isn't yeah, is tartan some kind of sauce you get with your fish and chips from Long John Silver's or Captain D's? You know, and... Uh, <laughs> know, and I thought Knicker Chiefs were a sports team. You know, like Knickerbockers. You know, and now a spine tingly rematch between the Knickerbockers and the Neckerchiefs. Chiefs.
1: Uh, oh, was this related to Spider-Man in some way? Oh hey, yeah.
0: hey, hey, uh, yes, yes. Hey, hey,
1: what? I I think you're stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, never mind. Go ahead. <sighs>
5: Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm stretching. I'm stretching. You know, you know. I'm the I'm the one who comes up with these great stories, like uh, news from 2002, and uh, you know, and 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 uh, you know, and and and, and uh, reprints uh, from 40 years ago, and things like that. And I'm stretching it.
1: Oh, you know. All right. I love assigning news topics to JR No matter what it is, he's going to bitch. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's open it up. Anybody have thoughts on Baby George? George, what do you think of Baby George? I I thought it was a cute picture.
3: I I I like I I like Kate Middleton. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's just. I mean, she seems like she's cool. I agree. She's cute. What do you think of my Photoshop
1: skills? That one took a little bit. Yeah. Oh come on. No, I'm joking. It was a good picture. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's up on the front page, too. Uh, Anybody else thoughts on Baby George as a Spider fan? Is it nice to know that Royalty likes our hero?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, it helps my self image a lot. You know, you know when I'm thinking, oh, it's, you know, oh, gee whiz, the world doesn't understand me because I'm a middle aged man who reads Spider Man comic books, and then I read about, you know, how Baby George has Spider Man PJs, you know, and I, you know, I say oh, that's great. You know, the royal family of England validates my existence, you know, and then I can go out with a smile, you know.
1: Gee whiz. Oh my God! I just want to give you a hug. I don't think you've <laughs> ever right. smiled. <laughs> this show's too damn negative. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, what do, you, what, what do you expect? I'm a fat old alcoholic charity case with a dysfunctional family, and I need to go.
0: <laughs> Man, all oh. right.
1: Still a nerd, Mr. Mike. We've got uh, we've got actual spider news now. Uh, we've yeah. <laughs> had, <I'll laughs> The Spider Verse is a new miniseries coming out. Tell me all about what, what's this about?
4: Yeah, uh, basically we got a bunch of issues that uh, Mr. Brad Douglas would be interested by, and Jr. would be interested in ignoring. So, um, true, <laughs> true. So, um, yeah, just I like think-
0: most of the
5: new segments on this podcast.
4: Yeah, pretty much, exactly. <laughs> well, um, this is um, well. The thing is, is cause it was with Spider Verse coming out, you have uh, naturally you have to have, and the big event coming out in October naturally you have to have. A bunch of event tie ins. And yep. they talk about uh, apparently there's going to be a five parts, a part, of this as part of Spider Verse, there's going to be something called The Edge of Spider Verse, which is a mini series of five standalone stories, each one taking place in a different alternate universe featuring a different take on Spider Man or Spider Woman. Um, so, the, I mean, I don't know if you want me kind of discuss uh, Marvel.com has today has just released a bunch of um, kind of brief descriptions on what each one of these are. I don't know if you want me yeah,
1: to... Feel, yeah, briefly, feel free. Well, okay, each, well... Each issue has a different spider person, right? Yes.
4: Um, issue okay. number one is going to be um, written by uh, David H- Hine and uh, Fabrice Saposlowski? Yeah, an artist by Richard Insanuary. i totally butchering these names. Um, who's the artist? And they're doing a, a new uh, Spider-Man Noir tale, which this one is taking place in uh, during the 1939 World's Fair in New York, and he's going to be going and the Spider-Man of that and Noir is going to be going up against uh, that version of Mysterio, which okay. would, would be kind of interesting. Uh, they're talking about it, said, oh, this Mysterio is going to be more like I know, like a kind of influence of more like a carnival kind of magician type set up. Uh number two, issue number two, um, is going to be written by Jason Latour and with the artist by Robbie Rodriguez. And it's basically what if uh Gwen Stacy instead of Peter Parker was bitten by the radioactive spider? And that she's that universe's spider woman. And they've um and apparently she's gonna be apparently the part of the plot is that she gets falsely accused of a crime and that she's being hunted down by her dad, capped you know uh, Captain Stacy, and that she's also part of a punk rock group called the Mary Janes. Oh Jesus! Oh Christ.
1: yeah, I know yeah. that sounds bad. Oh, yeah,
4: I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, oh, that's a, no, that's that's a new um, The <clears> third <throat> issue, this one, apparently, it takes place in sort of a, a world that's supposed to be the present day, but it has more technology, as supposed to have a more advanced technology, and none of the, all these are new characters um, that are not connected to other uh, previous th- Spider-Man stuff. And this, because in this one it's a guy called, Spider-Man in this one is a guy named Dr. Aaron Eichmann who, mm-hmm. unlike the, um, Peter Parker, chose to become a superhero and gave himself spider powers. And he's kind of wearing the kind of a very, uh, kind of like an armored version of the spider costume a little bit, which is supposed to be more high-tech and everything. And um, then issue number four is um, written by... Um, Clay McLeod Chaplin, who Marvels keep promoting as a pull, as a Pulitzer Prize nominee nominated writer, they keep mentioning that guy. Um, and the artist is uh, Ella Bonatelli, and this one is apparently going to be a Tales of the Crypt style cautionary tour tale version of Spider Man's origin. And like hmm. he says, he's saying his inspiration is like is um, like I was a te- the 1950s movie I was a teenage werewolf. And that his, the basic question is, oh, what would, and apparently this guy, uh, the the Spider-Man in this one is a guy named Patton Parnell, who is apparently is a combination, a derivative of Patton, Oswald and Chris Parnell, that they took those two names together, and the basic premise is that this guy is supposed to be kind of a so so much sociopath, and it's basically the question they're going to be asking about this is, like, what would Peter Parker not do? And so...
1: Why, what what does Pat Oswald have to do with anything? Well, that's the name he chose fan.
4: because they've, they've Patton, okay. the guy's character's name is Patton Pun, Parnell,
1: and so they took. Oh, the, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay.
4: And then number Got five, it. And then number five, the artist for this is Jake Walt. I think he does the, uh, <clears throat> the new Miss Marvel series, and the writer is Gerard Way, who, yes, that is the lead the leads the former lead singer of My Chemical Romance, who's actually. Did some comic book work in the past with uh, Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. and this one is a little offbeat to say the least. In this one, Uncle Ben and Aunt May are government scientists who are creating a project called SP forward slash forward slash DR. Oh geez. yes, that's how it, that's that's how it's spelled. Spider. Okay, yeah, that's how it's spelled. And uh. what this apparently is, it's a mech suit that requires two sentient beans to pilot this thing. One is a is uh Aunt May and Uncle Ben's uh teenage niece um of ne- who's, yeah who is of Japanese descent called Penny Parker <laughs> and the other one <sighs> is the radioactive spider which has somehow has gained sentience.
3: Oh weird! And they yeah. and they jump into one of the robots from. And they you know, uh, and, uh, yeah. You know? This
4: is in the sh- this is in like some kind of mech suit type thing. There's no, yeah. So that's kind of the gives you the gist of what this thing is. And apparently, all these characters are going to be tied into the um, the main Spider Verse series. And in fact, I think there was one comment I think on news I think it was on Newsarama about one of these things. In that, with regards to the Gwen Stacy Spider Woman. She yeah. was one of the first characters that Dan Slot came up with for this event. Okay. So that's one of the ones. So I don't know how this stuff is going to tie in, whether or not they're, you know, how it's, you know, how it's going to work. But that's. Kind of the gist of what this stuff is. is. So, Be,
1: being a Spider-Man fan, I will buy all five issues reluctantly. So, is anybody else you're anybody not impressed, else you're dropping, not impressed by any of this? What no, the saying. noir I like a lot. Yeah. And, and basically, these sound like what if Spider-Man stories. Five of them, right? I mean, and one of them has already been told, but it's just a continuing adventure. Is anybody else besides myself dropping twenty bucks on five issues? Hell, no. <laughs>
2: Mr. Bailey, any of them interest you? I mean, I'd, I'd wait till like the trade was really cheap on eBay. Yeah, and yeah, it's the only time I'd really want to want to buy it, or if, or if it, there was like a ninety nine cent sale on Comicsology.
0: Yeah,
2: right. Uh, that would be kind of that. That again, that would be like one of the only reason I would really want to do that.
4: Yeah, the only buzz I'm seeing, I'm hearing about most of this is about the Gwen Stacy um, right. character. I mean, I, I've seen some of on met, various message boards and on various sites, and they're kind of all kind of. Like they're commenting about how their costume that she's wearing about... Well, the,
1: the noir one, I didn't read originally,
0: because mm-hmm. it
4: just
1: didn't interest me. And then I played the Shattered Dimension.
4: That's it, game, right.
1: And I loved that character in mm-hmm. the video game. It made me go get the trades. Right. Uh, so, um, are you going to pick it up, by the way? Um, I'm kind of going to wait and see on some of these. Oh.
4: I mean, it, these are just kind of... Because, I mean, some of these guys... I mean, like the... Um, I, some of these stuff, I mean, just basic basic descriptions, they do sound... Some of them just sound really offbeat kind of stuff. But like you said, they are kind of what-ifs mainly. And the only thing about this that I have kind of misgivings about the whole... I mean, and honestly, also, with regards to the whole Spider-Verse event, I'm kind of a little bit adverse about this because you're having so many different Spider-Men and Spider-Women, whether or not this is kind of, you know, kind of diluting Spider-Man as a character somewhat
3: a little bit. If you're having so many knockoffs, essentially... Well, we've already got symbiotes. We've already got clones. Now we yeah got I know all that. crap. I, I remember the time when there was one Spider-Man and it was awesome.
4: Yeah, I mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just seems like it, you're. You're. I mean, but then again, considering how we there was the free one of the free comic book day tie of this thing.
1: Um, yeah, sixteen oh two Spider-Man gets, gets killed. killed.
4: Yeah, so maybe yeah. that's exactly what this is supposed to be going to be doing. Is they're going to okay? We're going to kill a bunch of these Spider-Man, Spider-Women of different universes, and then. Kind of sort of narrowed a field down to the, probably the ooh, probably the more popular ones or something. So,
1: right. Jr. Should I even ask? I think I'd rather Gargle Drano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J. is Saving his twenty bucks. Yeah. he's going to go buy some. Okay, Drano. okay, okay.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Let me, yeah. let me back that one up a second. Okay. Okay, I could read a story, or I could <laughs> ingest dangerous chemicals. That's going for the chemicals, sir. I I that that's impressive. God. That I, my hat's <laughs> off to you, sir.
5: Well, I've been I've been ingesting a whole lot of things over the last twenty five years just to uh...
1: <laughs> Bailey's got this next one. We're gonna talk about sales numbers. Uh, Amazing Spider Man one sold a hell of a lot of copies.
2: Yeah, as will come a shock to no one given the uh promotion that Marvel was yeah. uh putting through this. So. Uh, Sales to comic book stores on Amazing Spider-Man number one in April came to $532,586. There is is an unsubstantiated rumor that Jim Lee called Marvel when that number uh, popped out and said, remember when I sold you 8 million million copies uh, for one book, (laughs) bitches, and then hung up. But again, that is completely unsubstantiated. Uh, nice. apparently, uh, apparently, this puts the total dollars generated by this title of over $3.19 million.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, here's the thing. How many of those sold? Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's, that's the, the big, big question. those I mean,
4: are all dealer orders, essentially. They're yeah. not necessarily sales.
2: I mean, how many Amazing Spider-Man number ones are going to be sitting in 50-cent boxes in a couple of months? It's be-
1: a $6 comic, too. Yeah. yeah,
2: so now, on one hand... If a store sold out, well, good on them, because a $6 price tag puts a lot of money in their pocket. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad when any comic is selling these kind of numbers. But the fact of the matter is it's, it didn't sell that. It didn't get ordered because of that, because of, you know, people were genuinely interested in it. Marvel ran a promotion where basically the more copies you ordered, you could get your own <coughs> variant cover. So, yes, a lot of the big chains, uh, uh Lone Star comics, Mile High comics, uh, you know, the, the bigger chains in New York City and, and, you know, and around the country, of course they're going to order those high numbers to get their variant cover so that they can sell that to their, you know, their clientele or on eBay or whatever. And that's fine, but don't sit there and celebrate something, you know, if, if I... If I was running in an election and I paid everybody to vote for me and they voted for me and I won and I was like, hey, everyone voted for me. Well, of course, I paid you off to do so. So it's just, you know. Here's a question
1: that I have from it because they they buy X amount of copies to get a variant for their store. Does the numbers, because I'm not a math guy. Does the numbers work out if I sell a var- one issue for a hundred dollars or fifty dollars does it cancel out the extra copies I have laying around um, that are, they yeah. would have
2: to sell they would have to put a really high price on it It's so like when uh, Superman yeah. chained came out last year
0: mm-hmm.
2: a lot of a lot of stores were putting their excuse me I just belched into the microphone because I'm professional um <laughs> No, a lot of stores were basically for the one the one in 100 they were putting like a $400 price tag on that.
0: Oh,
2: and and because then once you wow. sold that one variant which people were actually buying, it was like, 300-400. It was a really high, but basically when you worked out the math, it was the exact number of copies you needed to get that variant times the cover price. So, yeah, uh, you know, at that point, you sell that one. Those those other copies that are sitting in your in your um, in your uh, uh, on the shelves and all that are all paid for. So anything you get from that is pure gravy. But you have to sell that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it probably sits for months and months. And, and however, if you put it on eBay, eBay is going to get a cu- big cut of that.
3: You could mm-hmm. take the normal cover version and put it on eBay. And, and put it up there for three hundred bucks, and somebody will buy it eventually because they don't know what the hell it is. All they so see like is that they... it's the number one, and they'll buy it.
4: Well, yeah, somebody even like I said, like we said last month that somebody even bought that uh, one GameStop exclusive thing for what was I can't remember the thousands. Uh, yeah, one thousand one thousand three hundred dollars or
1: something. So yeah, it was insane. <laughs> oh. <sighs> uh, Jr. Any thoughts on this one? I keep going to Jr. because <laughs> he's so quiet. Oh,
5: any thoughts on that one? Uh, I, I well, I didn't sell as much as the Obama issue. Yeah,
3: that's true. No. Yeah.
1: Well, well,
5: the Obama well, yeah, issue. Yeah, so,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You,
3: you had non-comic fans buying what, that one. What do you think nope. of the,
1: these people, Jr. That spend th- three, four, five hundred dollars on one variant? I mean, why is it worth something to them?
5: Well, I don't know. Talk to their therapist because obviously they, I, they have to be. In, they have to be in ther- they have to be in therapy or whatever to be doing things like that. So talk to their therapist. That's I mean, there's, fi-
1: there's fifty some odd variants of this book, if not more. I mean, I, I going over more than fifty dollars is too much for me. You'd pay fifty dollars for one of those variants. No, no, I just think, think that would be that would be my like one. The only variant that I would consider dropping fifty dollars or less on would be the Steve Ditko um, Amazing Spider Amazing Man Seven Hundred variant. Mm. And I, I asked, that one goes for several hundred dollars because I've looked on eBay trying to buy that one. I'm like, I am not dropping two hundred dollars on that. It's not worth it to me. I just I don't understand the mindset why it is worth something. To I somebody. would have paid five ninety nine and not one goddamn penny more. Bailey, any thoughts on the mindset of collectors dropping? Well, they must have obviously more disposable money than we do.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like I, I think I've said this on previous episodes, there are there are certain variants that I will look for. Yeah, uh, I usually don't try to pay too much for them. Uh, like yeah. when, when I mentioned Superman Unchained, there was several variants of the in the first five issues that were done by artists that were around when I was first starting to collect Superman. So obviously, you know, I'd be kind of interested in, in that variant. And to be fair, I never paid more than $10, but that was me wanting that specific thing. And if there is somebody out there that wants to pay that much money, for a variant then god bless them that's a, that, you know that, that's yep. capitalism at its finest you know they, marvel put out a product and somebody bought it mm-hmm. there's
1: obviously a pro, uh, demand for it otherwise they wouldn't do it yeah i mean mm-hmm.
2: so, that's the thing is that anything that marvel does that they continue to do means that they're making money at
0: it mm-hmm. it would right.
2: be foolish for marvel or dc or any of these companies to continue putting out product that you know that they lose money on. You know the reason why we're getting a fourth Transformers film is that yep, at some somebody, point, yep. the second somebody. and third one made enough money to justify that. So
3: okay, now I'm going to see that fourth Transformer film just because it has Optimus Prime riding Grimlock. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah. that that sold me
0: to like, that. Oh, I mean, officer. yeah,
2: I, I'm I'm all about that too. And it's you know I like Mark Wahlberg, so I'm kind of interested in seeing that too. Yeah. So.
1: This plays directly into another news item that Bailey also has. So we're gonna, Bailey's going to have two in a row. Uh, this one's about the Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman talking about uh, Marvel's recent uh, renumbering. Take me through this one a little bit.
2: Well, Robert Kirkman, who I don't know Is why rich has, <laughs> has you know has had such a mat on for Marvel for for so long now. You know, is quoted uh, recently as saying, I don't have bad blood with Marvel, per se, aside from the fact that I think they're a poorly won company that is partially destroying the comic book industry. And I read quotes like that from people who are successful. And and, and again, I'm I'm not begrudging Robert Kirkman his success. He launched a comic book at Image Comics at a time when zombie films were kind of on the rise and created a phenomenon that Mm -hmm, is... Gone beyond comic books. There's novels. There's uh, there's now a second television show in production. I mean, hell, the, the 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 show itself buys all their office supplies from where I work, so it's actually kind of interesting. Oh,
4: there's also uh, the, that's the video thing. game. I mean, the, you're getting, it's now
2: yeah. it's like the second. There's
1: toys. Yeah, everything.
2: So, so you know, and you know, I'm happy for them because anytime somebody like does what they want to do for a living and really makes it, I'm happy for them. But I don't understand why he has to take shots at Marvel. What Marvel does has absolutely nothing to do with what he does. The people buying Walking Dead, yes, there's a lot of comic book fans, but he's also getting people from the outside coming in and checking it out. And as long as that sells, Image is going to keep kicking out Walking Dead issues. So to sit there and shots at Marvel, it just makes him look like an asshole. It really does. And I'm not saying Marvel is like this you know, this bastion of purity and light, and everything about them is awesome, and no one should make fun of them, because, you know, to, to, looking at the two big companies right now, it's amazing to see the same people still in their positions of prominence after over a decade. I mean, that it didn't happen that way. Roger Stern wasn't on Avengers, you know, in 1995, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You know, it, it's interesting. I don't see where his problem is. I mean, it's not like you know everybody from Marvel gets up once a day and goes, "God, you shouldn't really buy Walking Dead. It sucks." So mm-hmm. for him to do this is just him being, you know, well, I am a successful, you know, you know, independent creator, so I can I can say things against the big bad evil corporate entities. And you know what? He he started at Marvel. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, he worked yeah. a lot of independent stuff, but Marvel Zombies was one of the things that put him on the map.
0: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and
2: and you know, he wrote the, the Marvel the Marvel team up title. He wrote he did a pretty piss poor run on Captain America, in all honesty. I really didn't. I would agree.
1: His Ant Man though was good.
2: And mm-hmm. Ant Man and so oh, Yeah you know you know, like a couple years ago he got up, he goes, You know what you should do? You should you should just start out doing your own book because that's how you become successful. Really? Really, tell that to all the webcomic creators that are desperately trying to get people to buy their tray paperbacks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, you, the, uh, you, you start with, at the big companies, and then you branch off on them. That's how it works.
1: With the article that I posted, here, I also have a screen cap of a recent issue of Invincible, where it's uh, there's two characters in a comic book shop, and one of them says... What the heck, did every series start over with a new issue? One, that blows. Why do they do that? It doesn't help sales long-term, and they always go back to the numbering for the next anniversary issue. What's the point? And then the uh, the second man goes, anything for a quick buck, man. These companies have no integrity. What do you think of his slam of the companies not having integrity by renumbering, Mr.
2: Bailey? I mean, I I don't like it, but, you know, obviously it sells. So, again, if it didn't sell, they would stop doing it. You know, you, you can't you can't blame a company in a dying industry for doing what they sh- what they have to do to make money.
1: Yeah, I mean they wouldn't do it if it didn't sell. Hence, five hundred thirty-two thousand issues pre-ordered, etc. Let's open it up to the panel. What do you guys think of this, Mister Kirkman's thoughts? Um,
3: mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the. Um,
1: it, in a nutshell, what he says
3: are two things. I agree with Bailey. It's kind of like he's picking a fight or something like that. But it doesn't, for me, it doesn't change the fact that what he says is actually correct. Well, in one, in one regard. Basically, in a nutshell, he says this is destroying the industry, this is hurting the industry. And two, he says Marvel's, Marvel caters to their fans. That's absolutely false. Marvel does not cater to their fans. Marvel movies cater to their fans. Marvel comics cater to the editors and writers. Mm-hmm. That theory. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, but the other part of that hurting the industry—that's dead on. It is, um, you know. And we just talked about sales a minute ago. There are comic book shops now who who are coming out and they're putting up in their windows and, and telling to their customers, "We are not going to play the variant game. We just we're not going to do it. it it's it's going to cost us too much money. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get you variants as we can." But we're not going to order so much of this one damn thing just so we can get you know X amount of variants. We're not doing it because we won't sell them.
1: Well, the thing is, if you notice this, because I read the sales charts every month, and if you notice a title, the longer they print, the higher the number it gets, the, the sales go down mm-hmm. incrementally. Yep. Unless it's like a rare book like Hawkeye, it goes up a smidge.
4: But or I, if it's an anniversary issue, like they feel like it's, it's, right. it's, it's issue one hundred or something like that, or fifty, you know, something like right. that. That's well, that's why they keep thinking that. That's why these companies feel like, oh, we have to renumber these things every so often because they kind of came with the strategy. Well, since more people buy the number one issues and the lower number one things, that's why we keep, you know, we keep, you know, doing this sort of this seasonal thing where you have to restart but, but the titles all over again.
1: People have also said that the renumbering game is not getting the big bang that it used to. Right, because I mean,
4: people are kind of getting. I think some buyers are kind of getting wise to the, kind of the act here. They kind of realize they, yeah. they're kind of knowing that. Oh, you're just doing this just to try to, you know, get us to get to buy more comics again. And you're just kind of. And I mean, it gets to a point where okay, how many number how many number ones are there? Like, and the, and that I. It's also like. For also the ca- – I'm not sure how it's going to help the casual fan either because you're going to do a point where where do I actually – where do I actually start? I mean because you've got this number one here and this number one there, like which one, you know. so
3: You got a one, you got a one, you got a 1.1. 1. 1. Right. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got, uh, who gives a crap?
1: I, I, do you think – gang, do you think it, uh, it ticks off the long-term fan more – Due to the confusion over, where where do I file this, or am I confused? No, they don't care about that. I mean, sure. Well, yeah. They
0: they,
4: they they, they're trying to, like, oh, we're trying to get the whole... They're, they're, what, what supposedly they're, they're claiming is, they're trying to get the new fans. But, of course, it's not the new fans who are picking this up. It's all the, you know, mm. it's all the, you know, the long-term... It's all the guys who have been buying comics all on, essentially. That's who are yeah. really... Who, I mean, um, even with... Um, if we go back to... Um, Kind of a somewhat related with the whole um, DC's uh, New Fifty Two thing, yeah, they had a big short-term sales spike in that, but now it's gone. But now their comics have gone down, back down to kind of the levels where they used to be selling at. And the only people, and and the only people they really attracted, were the people who were already buying their comics anyway.
3: So, yeah, DC, it's it's so weird for me now to think that there's a time in my life when DC. Absolutely, it's something that that made me forever turn my back to them. I will not get another DC comic again in my life. Fifty two. I will n- burn that will bad. Not pick one up. No, I mean I. I was considering getting back into some things after they finally ended the unending events, you know. But then they just re But then they just rebooted everything. All, all DC does is tell me. Uh, just, yeah, we're gonna put this stuff out, and we're just, don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna reboot it in five years anyway. So none of this is gonna make a bit of difference. None of this is, you know. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done with you. I don't need you. All
1: right. I think Bailey had a, a good comment several months ago about this is just comics. Mm-hmm. This is it's a dying industry, right? Is that what you said, Mike? And this yeah. is how they're keeping it the, above water.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, the, yeah. I understand everybody who's upset about. You know the the short term change for the short term gain, and you know it may be the thing that kills comics. But you know it's not like they were doing all that good before that.
0: You know. Yeah, exactly.
4: that's true. I mean, back in the especially back in the '90s, because some with the um, where we had the whole speculator boom, which nearly bankrupted the entire industry. So,
3: hey, Bailey, mm-hmm. who's a, who's a bigger dick, uh, uh, Kirk Kirkman, <laughs> Kirkman for saying this or uh, David S. Goyer?
0: Mm. What,
3: refresh me what
1: Goyer did again.
2: Um, Goyer. Th- th- this is the danger of 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 being on uh, of, of letting yourself be on a a show that's going to be a on a podcast. Uh, David Goyer was at a was on a panel somewhere, and it was uh, I, I forget the name of the show, but it's actually kind of a, of a well known.
3: It's like a writers podcast.
2: Yeah, it's like a writers podcast. And basically he shot his mouth off about She-Hulk saying oh, that to him yeah. She-Hulk was this male power fantasy and that they created her just to give the Hulk someone to have sex with.
0: And then
2: <laughs> and then he prove, you know, he tries to be like the the the, the coolest guy in the room by Making comments about the Martian Manhunter, saying you know you can't call him the Martian Manhunter. That's fucking stupid. That's an actual quote. And you know he's like, how many people here know who the Martian Manhunter is? And a lot of people raise their hand. Apparently, goes okay. How many of you have been laid? So you know, <laughs> and 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 it it pissed off a lot of people because basically you know this guy is considered by many to be the steward of the, you know, the DC, you know, cinematic universe. And mm-hmm. he's basically crapping on his, you know, the, the, the fan base. And that's, I gotta admit, I, I was a little put off by it and I'll never forget. I, <laughs> I have a very good friend who, um, lo- loves the Martian Manhunter who, who was basically willing to put himself out there as the guy that would make up for any of the other guys in the room that weren't getting laid. Uh, so, <laughs> Because, yeah, it's not a, not a story I guess I should share here. Anyways, uh, so but but it was just he was just being kind of a jackass, and I, I would put them on equal footing in, in, in all honesty uh, okay. when it comes to you know just be you know taking podcasts. I think Goyer. Is a little more suspect because one, he's not really working in comics, you know. If you if you don't count the terrible Superman story he wrote in Action Comics number nine hundred, mm. uh, but you know, but you know, he's had a good track record. He he helped bring the JSA back in the in the late nineties, and I thought that was a pretty good title. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of wondering how much of that was James Robinson and Jeff Johns who were his co-writers, but <laughs> but you know. To, to sit there and basically, even even if it's a panel, even if he didn't think it was being recorded, that's a crappy thing to say to people that are fans of something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, you know, now that I think about it, that's actually worse than saying, you know, because what, what Kirkman's doing is he's crapping on Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Kirkman is ostensibly standing up for the little guy, you know? Mm-hmm. He's standing up for the comic book fan that he feels is being maligned by Marvel Comics. Goyer was basically saying, you know, er, you know, like all that other stuff is just stupid and I can make it cool and mm-hmm. you can't, and you know, the Hulk wants to have sex with She-Hulk, which, yeah. uh, and, and, and uh, one person that I saw online was like, well, obviously he was joking. Well, you know, no, that's not obvious. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> assume that every time someone makes a statement like that, that they're, that they're being, you know, you know, ironic or whatever, it just makes it sound like he's just being a jackass. You know, you've gone too far when Stan Lee speaks up and says
3: you're nuts. Yep, <laughs> that's
4: right. One of the Very rarer true. times I've, a- I've actually seen him say negative stuff about anybody about anything, too. Which was, uh, yeah.
1: Let's move on to some other news items. Uh, I've been wanting to hit this one up. Since I saw it this morning uh, with George, uh, it's, it's about a Spider-Man costume from the 1950s that possibly Steve Ditko was inspired by. Tell me about this one, George. Or, or as we're
3: calling it, uh, the new Ditko news segment. <laughs> because uh, every month now we've got some kind of new Ditko thing.
1: I, I, I am a fan of Ditko, and I'm also in the Facebook fan group of Ditko News, and this was posted there today. And I'm like, it blew my mind, and it blew your mind. So
3: basically, uh, in 1958,
1: there was yeah.
3: a costume. And J.R., you may remember this. You were back in college.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was
3: a, <laughs> there was a, a company called Ben Cooper Incorporated, a costume company. I guess they had a license to do a lot of Disney stuff. Or they were doing they were they were doing stuff and just putting Walt Disney's name on it, you know, for cash. And um so one of these things was a Spider Man without a hyphen and it's got a suit covered in webbing, and there's spider symbols on it, and there's e- the face even actually does resemble what we would later be, you know, come to know as Spider-Man. Yeah. And Brad, Brad texted me this and says, "Dude, look at this real quick." After, right after he put it up, and I did, not, and I texted him back, and said, "Dude, this, this is compelling." hmm I mean, if I was, if, if I'm in a jury and I'm having to say, you know, was was something infringed here? I'd be like, yeah, I can kind of see that.
5: Yep. Um, now, of course, yeah, but remember, George, this is the same guy who found a picture of an old dude at a party and said it's Steve Ditko.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, but here, but no, yes, but here, this is Brad finding something that somebody else found.
0: <laughs> somebody,
3: somebody else, somebody competent actually did the legwork on this. You know,
0: for
1: half a second, I think I was going to get a George compliment, but then he just pulled the football
3: <laughs> under me like Lucy. But it, it makes me think clearly. Disney's course of action here is to sue itself. <laughs> because that's how that's how we do it here in America now
1: well I mean it, 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 i I can see i mean well however the, when i was I was thinking about this today, I mean if you're assigned a character named spider man of course there's going to be webs on the costume, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know or there's maybe just a big spider on there or or the original
3: spider there was actually a pulp hero who didn't have anything spider related at all. Nope. Well, yeah. I think he just had a cape or like a long coat. Yeah,
4: the classic fedora trench coat thing with the you know with the, with the domino mask and well, I don't know if it was a full mask or not. No, actually, up.
3: wait a minute. Didn't he have a spider on the mask? Yeah, I think he did. I think he had I a would spider have... on the mask. Well, I can no. probably look it up real quick, but that's nah, not that important. All right. <laughs> what do you think, George? Do you think Didco saw this? I, I can't say that he didn't. I mean I, I, yeah. I can't account for everything that Ditko did. It could be a coincidence. Now, I, I'll tell you this. there's mm-hmm. There's been some stuff that I've thought about doing. I'm like, you know what? This will make a good story. And then somebody does something eerily close to it later on, mm-hmm. or, or somebody does something close enough to it that I'm like, dude, if I hadn't known that somebody had done that and I tried to write a story or something on that… Somebody would have said I was copying somebody. So I, yeah. I'm not saying there's any sort of sinister motive. I, I you know, maybe maybe Dick, Dicko could have seen it. Maybe he didn't. I'm just saying this is compelling enough to me. If I was on a jury, I yeah. would say yes. This this was probably lifted.
1: Right, Jr. What's your thoughts? Did you see the video in the costume? What do you think of it?
5: Uh, no, I didn't. I'm trying to pull it up now, and uh, oh, okay. it's not it's not coming up. But. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, you, know, you know the thing is, though, we hear this stuff all the time. You know, I mean, oh, somebody must have uh, somebody must have seen this and therefore ripped it off or whatever. And you know, ideas are not uncommon. Uh, and you know. I mean, there was no internet back then. You know, not everybody had a TV. Uh, I mean, I remember those days. You know, like I said, I used to listen to things like Spy Smasher and uh, Little Orphan Annie on the radio and things like that. You know, we <laughs> sat over around waiting for uh, President Roosevelt to come on and tell give us the progress report on uh, what was it? on. You know, the uh, the the progress against the uh, you know the the Japanese and the uh, the Nazis during World War Two. You know, I remember. I remember all those days, but,
0: uh, you know, I
5: mean, you know, who knows what the distribution of this costume was? Who knows if it'll actually saw it? I mean, who knows? There were no ads for this thing, though. And we're going 60 years. We're going back 60 years to, you know, to pull something, you know, to pull something up, and, and it's almost like, I don't know what it is with the origin of Spider-Man. Everybody is trying, almost everybody is trying to, you know, find the Rosetta Stone that explains everything, you know, because, uh, you know, because it was so, his his origins are so convoluted. You know, whose idea was it? Was it Joe Simon? Was it Jack Kirby? Was it Stan Lee? You know, who came up with this? Who came up with that? You know, and then it's like, you know, you know, somebody thinks they have the answer and, uh, I, I, I just take all this stuff with a grain of salt. Just all. Well, of the thing is, the
1: the guy that wrote him has a bad memory. The guy that drew him won't talk.
2: So of exactly. course, there's going to be speculation. Well, well here's so, the other thing. Yeah. Did Ditko design the costume?
3: Apparently,
4: uh,
2: he did. I mean, the white the one, okay, the, cause, the, cause the one Kirby that looks like drew a cover. Right. This, this is really? why
3: I always thought Kirby dr- had actually designed the costume.
4: Well, no, because I mean, it was reportedly Kirby had a different. Look for what Spider Man was supposed to look like compared to what we have the one we have now. So there's a thought that maybe that one of the thoughts is that maybe the current Spider the Spider Man costume that we all know and love was actually designed by Ditko.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, and that's fine, I mean, but but yeah. if Ditko spots a costume in 1950 whatever, and then you know six or seven years later draws it, it, it's not like you know he was sitting there you know in his apartment with the costume all laid out. It could have been just one of those things where he sees something and subconsciously it just sits there and percolates. And when he's asked to draw a Spider-Man character, you know, Ditko had a masterful sense of design. Probably still does. I haven't seen any new artwork from him lately. But, you know, that costume, I still say, is one of the top five greatest costumes ever created. And I think the reason why it's so visually appealing is that it's perfectly symmetrical.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there have been studies where people with more symmetrical faces are considered more attractive. You know, when things are kind of even on both sides, that, for, on some level in our heads, is more visually appealing than, than other things. And that's what he created in that costume. So why, when it went to the black costume, it was still perfectly symmetrical. It was the mm-hmm. same on both sides. That's true. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if he copied it or not you know stan lee and, and and everyone in the comics was ripping stuff off right and left anyways I mean, if you look at anything Marvel put out in the nineteen seventies, it was all based on you know what was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. did you think the star Jammers came out right after Star Wars did on you know on accident mm-hmm. The br- the brood after alien yeah.
4: Well, we could even go back even farther. I mean, if you look at the creation, for example, of Superman and Batman and how those guy how they were, um, some of those were com- were compiled. I mean, for instance, um, Superman was, um, you know, was Joe, when, um, Jerry Siegel and Joe, S- um, Schuster, uh, created him. I mean, they were inspired by Circus Strongman and also dif- taking, um, examples from biblical stories and Greek myths and, and stuff. And, and,
2: and also a novel called The Gladiator. Uh, the Gladiator, yeah. yeah. Which, um, which which Jerry Siegel was told to say at one point that he never read because yeah. they were kind of worried that the author was going to sue them. So right, you know. Be.
4: Well, I, also, I, John Carter, Carter of Mars as well was kind of was also kind of a semi-inspiration firm. Apparently, um, also if you look at Batman, I mean he's I mean the design for Batman was kind of a, well what he came to be was inspired by Leonardo da Vinci sketches.
3: Of, um, yeah, I've heard that. To, yeah. To, To bottom line this, Brad, I I don't think that Ditko lifted it and I'll tell you why. Ditko Ditko's philosophy philosophically, Ditko would never steal anything. Yeah. He never would. That would in his mind, that would make him what Ayn Rand called a looter. It would make him every bit as bad as the people he has a problem with in society. So philosophically, I have a hard time buying that Ditko would ever lift anything like this.
4: Right, right. Because his whole thing was what was it like the I- that the idea was um, was almost like the ownership of the idea, that you have a control that if you conceive of the idea that that is yours, even if it's not in right. like print, fr- and fr- stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: Still an nerd. Mike has this next one about Miles Morales is joining the X Men. What's going on there? Well, the thing is, it's a, it's supposed to be. Um,
4: it's supposed to be like a cover, um, supposedly of all new X Men number thirty two, and um, like it's I don't know if it's supposed to be. Um, and apparently, this was uh, featured on um, on the Bend- on the Bendis uh, Tumblr page, right. and so initially when I heard about this, I thought, oh, this is some kind of gag thing that this is supposed to be like, and uh, that this is supposed to be kind of a joke thing. But uh, no, apparently. According to the uh, Tumblr blurb of the thing is, this is an actual. This is going to be an actual cover that was uh, illustrated by uh, Sarah Pacelli and everything. And the cover is supposed to be a knock for those of you who are listening. To this it's a it's based off of a uh, another of a of a cover of the the cover for. Um, Uncanny X Men number one thirty nine, which introduced uh, Kitty Pride as a member of the X Men.
1: Right. So famous, famous cover. Yep. The uh, the new all new X Men basically features the X Men of the past. Right. The uh, original or, or five. Or the, the
4: original five X Men, mm-hmm. uh, basically, are the, for the premise of those who don't know about the series. Uh, B, um there's a whole thing we're going off, going off about how Cyclops has kind of become more militant in terms of, you know, human-mutant relations, kind of, you know. And Beast, in order to kind of snap him out of it, decides it would be just a fantastic idea to go back in time and bring the original five X-Men when they were younger, which included Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, and Angel, into the present day. And so the whole basic premise of the series is, the original five X-Men decide, oh, we should stick around and kind of help fix stuff What's going wrong. And, you know, that's kind of like... And for a while, I mean, I was kind of interested. I was like, I think of before, I w- was actually kind of sort of reading the series initially, and it was kind of interesting and stuff. And then then Battle of the Ad happened, and it just kind of went... Got really... Mm. So, but... As for terms of uh, having Miles Morales on the cover, I'm kind of think I don't know if this is going to be. I don't think this is going to be connected to Spider Verse or anything because they're not. Because I guess there's, the thing is they're not going to have um, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider Man be part of that. So mm-hmm. what I'm guessing this could be either this is going to be sort of like a very vari- this could be like a variant, or it's going to be similar to the crossover that they did that they did with um, Guardi- with uh, all New X Men did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Which yeah. so so essentially somehow having the two crossover for like a story for story purposes.
1: Well, it's got to be better than the recent all new Ultimates book mm-hmm. if he does yeah. join it with the team. So yeah, all right. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, George. You've got this one. Season three of Ultimate Spider-Man is evidently Webbed Warriors. What's that about? Um, yeah, it's it, it, season three of Ultimate Spider-Man is
3: starting overseas. It's starting over in the UK, not here. Um, yeah. And apparently, it's going to have an all new cast except for Spider Man. I mean, they they've thrown out Nova White. Looks like they threw out Nova White Tiger, Iron Fist, Power Man, and um, oh, I guess that's all. And that there is. was much rejoicing. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing. Get them some new no no amazing no no, 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 no. <laughs> stop 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 no no no. The, they're not the problem with that show. I'll give you that. In fact, okay, Iron, yeah. Iron Fist is the best goddamn thing about that show.
4: That's true. Yeah, I would go. Okay.
3: The problem with that show is the way they write it, and yeah. it, bringing in new characters is not going to change anything because they're mm. still the char- they're still going to have the dumbass cutesy chibi cutscenes. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. All, they're going to break up stories that could be done straightforward and well otherwise. Um, you know, with just goofy crap. You know, yeah. And I, I think about it, and I still, I oh god, I still get so upset sometimes, and I'm like. I swear all I wanted was 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 an equivalent animated universe to what DC had. That's mm-hmm. one thing where DC absolutely kicked the shit out of Marvel in. Oh, no uh, doubt. It, yeah. It's an animated universe. Mm-hmm. Marvel just cannot do it. They, it, is just, it is beyond them. So, yeah, but they're calling it Webbed Warriors now because that's what you do, the, I guess.
1: The characters it looks like that's going to be in the show is Miles Morales, Spider-Girl... Noir, Spider Man 2099, and it looks like a clone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah, boy,
3: that'll make it. That'll, that'll pick it up for with, me. With the hoodie.
1: Well, it, sal- any, it sounds like they're doing
4: a, this. Uh, well, I don't think there's any coincidence. If, with, um, if this is coming out sort of around round, Spider Verse again, which we get in another bunch of Spider Man teaming up together. And then you've got that, what was it? that? Um, did you guys see that thing about the Spider
1: Man Unlimited mobile game?
4: Which is also yeah, kind like of
1: similar it. premise thing. So I've got no. multiple costumes. I like the premise of this show better than The Amazing Friends. Well, I mean, not, not,
0: the,
1: <laughs> you know, not the classic Amazing Friends. You know, you know what the premise they, I like
3: Brad is the one where there's just one Spider-Man because he's strong enough to carry his own damn show.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, okay. But this thing is a uh, train wreck most of the time. However, you've given multiple good reviews. Uh, but I like the idea of seeing Mayday Parker in it. I like the idea of Miles in it. I like the idea of Miguel in it. Uh, ben, I guess I, it'll be interesting to see what it'll
2: be like. Yeah, I guess.
1: All right. Anybody else excited besides me?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, not excited. Uh, yeah. I, I've I've kind of caught the show every once in a while and enjoyed it to one extent or another. My my wife kind of enjoys it as well. Uh, I, I I have to say. I'll agree that in terms of quality, Marvel really hasn't been able to touch DC, especially with what Bruce Tim did with Batman Animated series and Superman and Batman Beyond and Justice League. I mean, they, they created uh, you know, Bruce Tim and the other people that worked on those shows created a animated version that distilled the best of every single aspect of their of that universe. That's why Justice League is my favorite representation of the DC universe in general. I was yeah. I just I look at it and I like it's just amazing. And Marvel is trying to do that. Because, you know, the one thing I'll I'll give them is that all of their shows are connected.
0: You yeah. know, when you
2: hear the Hulk on Ultimate Spider-Man, it's the same Hulk from Hulk Agents of Smash and oh, Hulk. Hulk from
0: You know, I I will say
2: one thing about Agents of Smash, having only seen two episodes. uh, I'll say two things. I couldn't get through one, but go Uh, ahead. Well, actually, I'll say two things. One, Jesus Christ, Seth Green bothers the crap out of me as (laughs) A-bomb. And and two, you could not have gotten a better guy to voice Red Hulk than Clancy Brown. I thought that was freaking genius. But But Yeah, let me hear the but. But having said that, it's not all that engaging I mean I'm guessing that it works because they keep making new episodes but at the same time those shows just really don't grab me you know when when I at some point I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch Young Justice on Netflix and I have a feeling that from word go I'm going to be grabbed into that I mean the, the one show that they had that I really liked they cancelled which was Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes I mm-hmm. liked that show yes. oh, absolutely. I I too. Was, me too I thought that was good, but they changed everything because that was the previous regime uh, to when Disney bought the characters.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the animated universe we're seeing right now is the one that is spearheaded in one one way or the other by Jeff Loeb.
0: Now, oh, I like yep. Jeff
2: Loeb, so, I, I you know, I can't say too much about it, but I don't see really anything. I mean, I don't. I don't talk to kids because I'm a 38 year old man that doesn't have any children. And if I start talking to kids, they're you know Benson and Stabler are going to kick down my door. But <laughs> they, you know, law, law and order reference, I love it. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, I, I, is this something that's really grabbing kids? I mean, is this something that everyone wants to watch? I mean, they keep putting out new episodes, so. You know, maybe the toys are selling, but still, I, I just I don't understand. Like like George was saying, how Marvel, that has you know in a different way, just as strong a stable of heroes as DC, cannot get their shit together like this.
3: Hey, hey, Bailey, let me ask you this: <clears throat> you you probably own, like I do, a complete run of the DC animated universe.
2: I don't Pretty have. Much. Teen, I, think- I, don't,
3: I don't have Teen Titans.
2: I, I think don't. I am missing the last season of Batman Beyond and I don't have the Zeta project.
3: I don't
4: have and I don't shot.
2: really consider the Teen Titans part of that.
3: I don't consider uh static shock to be part of that. Um Well I, you
2: kinda I, I, have to because John Stewart and Batman and Robin were on the show. No
3: but I I'm just talking yeah. about core stuff like Batman, Super oh, okay, okay, okay. Justice I see League. Um you know Superman. that stuff. I you know yeah. um but, I mean, I own those. I, in fact, with Justice League, I own some of it on, on Blu-ray. Here's the thing, though. If, if, if they had done a straightforward show that wasn't jackassy, that wasn't written for a three-year-old with ADD,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would have bought those Blu-rays. Yeah. So because they, they, they wanted to phone it in and, and they didn't really want to take time to develop a story, and, because story is hard. Um you know because of that you know they I think they're hurting themselves because and Mike there's other adults like us like us who bought that DC stuff that you know the mm-hmm. that same crowd would have bought a good Spider-Man cartoon they
2: weren't given one Yeah well we had a got, Spider-Man cartoon and they canceled it after Yeah that success. it's
1: again of the Disney thing right Yeah
2: yeah, it was a Sony show. Yeah.
1: Uh, look, we got a couple more items before we wrap this show up. George, I wanted to ask you about the box office of Amazing Spider-Man 2 – uh, I don't know how a film that makes seven hundred million dollars can be considered to this. Okay, I'm going to break this down for everybody because you
3: and a lot break of other down. people are like this. You and a lot. Of, I see this on the boards a lot. Well, how it I, made seven, I don't it made seven hundred million dollars. How can this be considered a flop? It's considered a flop when you look at what they wanted to do afterward. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
3: they wanted this to make a billion dollars. Yep. They okay. desperately needed this to make a billion dollars. Sony, I'm gonna. Uh, we have, you have to you have to start from from the top. Sony has no money. Out of all the movie studios, Sony is the poorest. Sony is hurting. They are cash strapped. They have two franchises. They have Spider Man and they have James Bond. That's it. Everything else that they're doing is not making money for them. PlayStation Three is for or four. No, Brad, that's a different division of Sony. We're talking oh, well, Sony division. Motion Pictures Entertainment. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. okay, we're talking Sony the movie studio. Okay. All right. So it, this movie cost like $255 million to make. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, with what they wanted to do, they needed another at least $200, $250 million profit to be able to keep turning movies out. Because here's the thing. Spider-Man movies, each one of them has made less than the one before. That's right. They cannot keep selling or, or making Spider-Man movies for, the, for, for, this, for this budget and, and keep going down in profit. Because eventually they're going to hit the point where, okay, we can't do anything with this character anymore. And they can't afford to lose this character because it's one of the only things they have that actually will make anything resembling money for them. So that is why $700 billion is disappointing for Sony because they wanted something that was closer to a billion. They wanted something and, – and, and how they thought that god-awful writing was going to get them <laughs> Avengers money, it's beyond me.
1: Also, uh, an item that came out this month, uh, Liefeld, Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, suspects due to the box office disappointment, uh, Sony is going to cut a deal with Disney to put Spider-Man in an Avengers 3. And what do you think of that? Okay.
3: At first, I kind of I read that, and I was like, well, I don't know that that's true. Then came the news today, the rumor that uh, that the next Amazing Spider-Man may, may be delayed a year. Yep. Okay. That, to me, says – they realize they're not going to have enough money to keep putting out a Spider-Man movie every year because people are there's Spider fatigue now. Mm-hmm. This the Spider-Man universe is not vast enough to keep putting out a movie every year, especially when they're crap. <laughs> so you know they're they're to a point now where I, I think they're more open than ever before to the idea of doing something with Marvel if Marvel <laughs> wants to do something. With them.
1: Right. Well, uh, if we you, didn't Well, go, go ahead. ahead.
4: Um, well, I was going to say that the um, they it seems when you look at Sony and Marvel Disney they seem to have like a better working relationship as opposed to say Fox and Disney. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff if, if, in terms of like because I think if I correct me if I'm wrong, but the way one of the part part of the uh, deal between um, what regarding Spider Man between Disney and Sony was that Sony can get all the um, revenue from the films whereas marvel can still get all the uh, mer- you know the money from mer- in terms of merchandising and licensing and stuff like that like all that all the <laughs> so that's why you, yeah. all the toys and everything that are kind of like you can see all the movie tie and stuff that revenue from those things are going is is still going to marvel as opposed to mm-hmm. sony so
3: yeah
1: do uh, you think well Georgie just said you think something might be up with it uh, I think it's it's, it's a bigger yeah. possibility than it was before and mm-hmm. that, I mean you you see a story every month is spider-man gonna be in the Avengers spider-man gonna be in the Avengers blah, blah,
3: and blah. That's, so, that's and that folks is how well, 700 million dollars can be a disappointment it's th- th-
2: too bad th- mm-hmm. to be fair people are writing articles as spider-man to be in, in the Avengers to to clickbait. so yeah well that's tr- you know I but I am demand to it there is demand to it and it would be yeah. great if Mar if Disney could get all of these characters you know it's really funny though you know when you think of Disney as owning Marvel and they own Star Wars yeah. and you know the, I don't think that the cinematic universe that 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 is the Marvel Universe really was Disney's creation. That was something that started before Disney bought them.
3: They are, yeah, and, yeah, they bought them. Mm-hmm. And they have just rode that train
2: to the best of their ability. And God yeah. love them for doing it, for not, like, stepping in and saying, okay, you got to do this, that, and the other. You know, yeah. they get Star Wars, though. And one of the first things they do after, you know, the, the initial shock and awe of, we paid $4 billion for this.
0: Mm-hmm. The,
2: one of the first things they do is, like, okay, all that, you know, expanded universe stuff, out the window.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so it, it, it strikes me that when they bought Marvel what if they had done the same thing what if they stepped in to Marvel and did the exact same thing that they did to Star Wars by like replacing everybody in charge and well I, I can I can assume that some of the people on this call probably would have been pretty damn happy with that but, <laughs> but really
0: it,
2: you know would getting the Fantastic Four and Spider Man be good for the characters, considering how d- even Disney is pissing off fans of certain properties?
4: Well, Which, you were speaking of Fantastic Four, you guys <coughs> heard the rumor about that, haven't you? About what's supposedly right. been going on at Marvel regarding,
3: you know, the, the with them. That, the fact that Marvel hasn't quashed that completely and totally and just come out and said, no, this is false, because Breverett didn't do that. Oh, no. It Brevard was like a non denial-denial
0: yeah.
4: type
1: thing.
3: Right. And for folks who don't know what we're talking about, there's a rumor going around that Marvel may cancel Fantastic Four and shelve it for a while.
1: So well, it doesn't promote the upcoming especially, movie especially in
3: Especially in light of the fact that Fox – it looks like Fox is
1: going to butcher the shit out of Fantastic Four.
4: Oh,
5: no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my well, God.
4: Uh, but also the, well, the fact – well, also the fact they're, they're saying – it's also part of the thing is that the Fantastic Four characters are still going to be around. They're just not going to be – they're going to be in other comics, and they're not going to be prominently featured. And yeah. you're kind of also kind of somewhat seeing this a little bit with um, with the X Men franchise of comics and everything. They're still going to be obviously they're not going to cancel those, but given how Fox is doing with the with the X Men X Men films and everything like this, and how the well that's doing, um, so I think it's just essentially that it's. What it seems like Disney is primarily, you can kind of somewhat see this, they're more interested in promoting the intellectual properties that they could, they have more control over, um, like the Avengers, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the Inhumans, and in some cases, Spider-Man, as opposed to the ones that they, you know, don't have full control over. So,
3: I, I, As a Spider-Man fan, as a Fantastic Four fan, uh, those those properties would do much better under Marvel. Now, Marvel mm-hmm. would, would, would totally give us a non-married, young Spider-Man. They will.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. The, they, they would probably do another origin they, movie. Too. Yeah, we'd probably have to get another goddamn yeah.
3: origin story.
1: Third one. Jesus. But, you know. <laughs> it, it, you know, we, we didn't have Mr. Bailey on last month. Yeah. Have you been able to see the film yet, by the way?
2: No, sadly, because okay. of various things that I really no don't want to get into, I have not been able to see a single comic book film this year.
3: Mm. Oh. X Men, X Men. If you if you see one, yeah. So far, X Men. Oh my That's lord. Cool.
2: Yeah, that
1: is good. is uh, two off the wall items. Before we wrap this up, Jr. We haven't heard from you in a bit. I want to hear about bad parenting with a kid in a Spider Man shirt. <laughs> I but be- I I wasn't originally going to put this on the show, but when I put the video on the front page, someone said I'm dying to hear Jr.'s take on bad parenting. In this video, so we're play- we're playing to our audience. Jr., tell me what goes on here.
5: No, no, you're playing to one dude, and, and I know <laughs> who you are, Tyson. You're on my list. You know. He- <laughs> Even, even more so than the dude who said that I was a fat old alcoholic uh, charity case with a dysfunctional family. I mean, I, le- I you know, I can't get mad at him because uh, uh, he's right. But, uh, you know, but you, on the other hand, Tyson, you're on the list. Um, so, so he, anyway, bad parents. So, anyway, you know, when they start talking, you know, when Brad says, hey, JR, talk about bad parenting, uh, and it was a kid in a Spider Man shirt, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's just, well, Thinking. Wait a minute. Are you commenting on how I raise my son? You know, because uh, you know Spencer has a uh, numerous Spider-Man shirts. Uh, of course, his his mother didn't buy him any, any new ones recently because she thinks that he needs to outgrow it. Um, but anyway, so glad he did. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty well the answer. Well, Dad didn't. Dad never grew up. So anyway, uh, anyway, when I, when, I, when I realized that uh, when they wanted me to talk about bad parenting, that this wasn't a personal attack upon my own parenting skills, uh, I took a look at the video, uh, and I think I have to classify it. Uh, let's start out. Let's start at the beginning here. Uh, welcome, Crawl Space fans, to the latest episode of Shit We Do on this broadcast podcast to amuse Brad because it's his show and we're all just living in it Uh... (laughs) um So, I mean, he, this is so remotely tangentially con- uh, related to Spider-Man, uh, you're going to have to listen, like, real close to get the references. But anyway, okay. all right, boys and girls, let's, uh, you know, let's go to Saginaw, Michigan. Now, Saginaw is the county seat for Saginaw County and is located adjacent to Saginaw Charter Township along the Saginaw River. Um uh, and Saginaw is is 102 miles north of Detroit and is still in the lower peninsula. All right. Now, the city of Saginaw was a thriving lumber town in the 19th century and an important <laughs> industrial city and manufacturing center throughout much of the 20th century. <laughs> However, by the late 20th century Saginaw's industry and its once strong manufacturing presence declined, leading to increasing unemployment, crime, and a decrease in population. Okay, enter the hero of this tale, Gavin splinter All right? Now... <laughs> Now, there's a de- because there's been a decrease in population, you know what happens when a population is, is when, it, when it sees the population <laughs> starts to deplete. Basically, anybody who's got any money or any sense leaves, okay? <laughs> and that leaves everybody else. All right, okay. So now Gavin, uh, you know, Gavin was a hard working dude. Uh, because, uh, you know, because he told us so. Uh, in fact, when TMZ in interviewed him, Gavin said, you know, here's the thing. I never wanted to create harm, but at the end of the day, like, I'm a hardworking guy. You know, I worked my way up to be a salary store manager with that company. I don't regret it. And, of course, the, the company that uh, Gavin uh, worked so hard to become a store manager of is Family Dollars. So uh, you know, you already know. Uh, you know, you know. How, how come the Walton family never recruited this guy? I'll, I'll never know. You know, I mean, they they really missed an opportunity here. Anyway, Saginaw apparently has a musty clothes problem, a serious musty clothes <laughs> problem, <laughs> because, awesome. because a couple of damn varmints. <laughs> stole a can of Febreze (laughs) from the Family Dollar Store in Saginaw, Michigan.
1: They stole the Febreze, yes, yes. They
5: stole stole the Febreze. Well, you know, Gavin, obviously, being a hardworking guy who worked his way up to become the store manager at the Family Dollar Store in Saginaw, Michigan, (laughs) Gavin took this pretty personally. So, he runs out to the car and retrieves his Febreze. Uh, and then he proceeds to get into a shouting match with the occupants of the car. Well, you know, back up the tractor trailer and roll out the trash because here they come. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the perpetrators of this crime, of this uh, Febreze snatching, included <laughs> one pregnant, one woman who definitely is pregnant. <laughs> Another one who certainly looks pregnant, uh, but may or not be may or may not be aware of it. Oh my God! And, uh, and so they get in a shouting match with Gavin. You know, uh, you know, and they call him, you know, they call him the extremely unflattering name of. Well, let's see. It's F uh one of them implies that he has sex.
0: The other one
5: implies... The other name implies that he does it with boys. So you put those two together, and that's the, the F and F name they came up for, for Gavin. And, of course, you know, he used uh, other extremely complimentary names as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, when he was, you know, when he dared him to, you know, come after him, he said, Bitch, what I want you to do is do something. I will whoop your ass.
3: What and I want just, you to do is do something. So.
5: Yeah. And and I think that is the first time I have ever heard a white guy say, I will whoop your ass. But anyway... <laughs> Well, you know, Gavin does a little dance. Gavin, Gavin, you know, jumps around, and he sprays the Febreze in these, uh, these you know, trailer trolls' face. Uh, and here we go, folks. Don't miss it. the tangential Spider-Man reference.
0: <laughs>
5: a toddler is sitting in the front seat. Now, why he's sitting in the front seat, I don't know, because anybody who's a kid knows that if a kid isn't uh, uh, a certain
1: age and certain weight, they can't sit in the front seat. So it looks like too possibly. What's that? He looks he looks unbuckled too. I don't know. Well,
5: well, well, You know, probably the the pregnant trailer trolls had to use all the buckles to keep them, you know, from flying out the. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. You know, from fly, from from flying through the windshield whenever the car stopped, came to an uh, abrupt stop.
1: Uh, oh, no, Spider Man reference: a little boy is in the front seat in a Spider Man shirt. Yes,
5: yes, and that is it, folks. There is our Spider Man <laughs> reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now, and
5: now, if you're, you know, so anyway, but you know, Gavin, our <laughs> hero, lost yeah. his job over this. Yes, the yes. guy who had worked so hard to become the store manager. The Family Dollar Store in Saginaw, Michigan, which is in Saginaw County, adjacent to Saginaw Charter Township along the Saginaw River, Gavin lost his job. I I, 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 I can't imagine why. I mean, I mean, you know, just. You know, just because you get in an argument with a, a couple of pregnant trailer trolls, and you know, and they call you, they you know imply that you have sex with boys, uh, you know, I I, I, I don't know. And, and just because Gavin appears to you know have about a third grade education oh. and a uh, you know and and uh, a vocabulary to match. Uh, I don't know why Family Dollar store doesn't feel that he is representative of the type of managers they want to have uh, in Saginaw, Michigan, because, as we know, Saginaw, Michigan, although it was a uh, you know thriving lumber town in the nineteenth century in a leading industrial city and manufacturing center, has now, you know, It's it's industry and one strong manufacturing presence declined, leading to increasing unemployment crime and a decrease in population. So you've got a decrease in population, and yet you're going to chase Gavin Edlinger, who worked hard to work up to be the sole manager of the family dollar in Saginaw, Michigan. You're going to fire him in the midst of rising crime and a decreasing population. Where is the power and and responsibility? Where is the kid in the the Spider-Man shirt? Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Stabler and Benson, after they come and arrest (laughs) Mister Bailey for talking to little kids. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, Stabler and Benson will go to Saginaw, Michigan, which is. Along the Saginaw River, in case you missed it. Hopefully they'll go pick this kid up, because he just looked like, you know, if there was any kid who you could read their mind, I mean, you didn't have to be a Vulcan to read this kid's mind. And this kid, who probably has a much better vocabulary than Gavin Edlinger, was probably thinking, oh, my God, I'm
1: being raised by these people.
5: I now, don't have a prayer. prayer.
1: Now, to tie this, tie this all together, this oh, kid... Oh, please, is gonna, please do! <laughs> watch this, JR, watch this. To tie this all in together, this kid is going to go live with his aunt and uncle, and his origin will be featured in the Edge of the Spider-Verse miniseries, issue 6. It was just added <laughs> just now. How was that? And, here? Did I tie and, it in pretty good?
5: And that, and 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 even that will be a hell of a lot more entertaining than <laughs> what I heard you guys describe for the first five issues of that <laughs> of that clusterfuck. Spider Man,
1: wow!
2: Spider Man of Saginaw, Michigan. That's what that's going to be You call. know what? 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 what yeah. The thing is, is that <laughs> through that masterful story that. That,
0: Masterful, that, yes. that
2: J.R. weaved. All I kept hearing was, I was born
0: in yeah, Saginaw, Michigan.
2: Michigan. Me too, Act. I heard that. Uh, <laughs> ah, Roger Miller. You know, Roger Miller should really ad- adapt Jr.'s story. Oh, it's uh, hard to since he's dead.
3: Well,
2: <laughs> okay, we're comic
1: book fans. When has that ever stopped anybody? We're going to clone Roger Miller. In real life, you don't get better from death. End, end of... The- End of the road, or what? What was the end of the road? Trailers, Trailers for the road.
2: sale yeah, love for that, that room G- to rent, fifty cents.
1: Jr. Bravo on that well-told tale. You know Very more.
3: He's
4: nice. straight and,
5: with the Febreze. Well,
4: who? Febreze
5: and I just, I just want to say Tyson. I hope you're happy because I'm coming for you. I'm <laughs> coming for you. I'm going to reach through the wires in the
1: internet and I'm going to rip your head off and shake your coat. Tyson, <laughs> anytime we have another funny, odd video, please ask for JR to explain it to you. And Tyson,
3: don't worry, JR will have forgotten about all of this by the time we're called. call.
1: Yeah, it's because he's, he's inhaling Fabri's he just needs
0: uh
1: We got one last one what? of weird... <laughs> <laughs> we got one last one. I could have ended there, but I'm going to end up... All... Not... Well, okay, whoever Should is I... following him, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad. Should I end this? No, we got one more. This also made the news... Uh, on several television stations across the country, including my own. Spider-Man is upset over potholes. Goddamn right he is. (laughs) Aren't we all? Take take me there, George, to wrap the show up. We started with the spider uh, erection. We're ending with potholes.
3: (laughs) Spider-Man, always the symbol of the everyman. Yes. The hero of the little guy. Looking out for me and you. Saw a problem in Virginia City. For those of you who who haven't ever looked at the goddamn map of the United States, Virginia City or Virginia Beach is actually in Virginia. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Spider-Man's been out there saying, you know, hold, standing on the street, just like one of those annoying guys that flips the signs. Right? I was when I hit those people with my car. Is that bad? Anyway, a lot I, of people I, do. I, I digress. So... And he's got a number up there to call to report the potholes because he's just had enough. His his council of Elrond demands an explanation for this bullshit, <laughs> right? And he is just had. He is fed up to here with potholes. And, you know, this is something we can all get behind because everybody, everybody hates potholes. Yes. you know, they they ruin your tires. They're just they're 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 bad business. So I'm glad to see Spider-Man be civic-minded and take a stand. Go all the way down to Virginia Beach. Because, you know, there's fuck all to do in New York City. <laughs> Sinister Six is rampaging again for the 80th
1: time. What is this, a day ending and why? Yeah. You know, nah,
3: n- n- no well, shit to do up
1: there. You're not off with the Avengers. Potholes in Virginia Beach, baby. That's where the crime is happening. What was that, Mike? Here,
2: here's the problem, though. Because at the end of this story, Mephisto, uh, who was representing the uh, the council... That didn't want the potholes to be fixed. uh, Made a deal with Mary Jane Spider Man. Now we will argue till the end of time who actually sold out the potholes. But most people will blame Mary Jane. The the, the (laughs) Mephisto
3: Mephisto's magic can can suddenly can magically return Aunt May's house, but it can't fix the goddamn (laughs) potholes.
4: Although I kind of seem to notice that uh, along the way from New York to Virginia, he seems to have done a little maybe. He's, he seems to have done a little something with his mask there
3: first, you know. And and you know, based maybe on maybe to speak the other louder or something, and also based better, based on half the other news on our site he probably knocked over a few subway shops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna
4: say,
1: like he's looking like he's looking like a little bit of Uncle Ben, putting you know, in, you know, trying to balance. So any, anyway, good on Spider Man for hoping the city will fill potholes. The guy dressed in a suit. Next, next hope he gets, next he's going to yeah. tackle people who can't, you know,
3: F and park. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And by God, it's it's high time somebody did.
1: Jr., this is uh, any thoughts on Mister Pothole?
0: Well,
1: I hope that when he's done, that he goes up to Saginaw,
5: Michigan, and takes care of the the you know and and takes care of those uh, Febreze nappers because man, you know, I mean, you know, shit, you know, when I go like when I go to Saginaw, Michigan, you know, yeah, when I go there. And my and my clothes you know and my clothes get dirty sometimes you know because uh, you know because uh, I'm so old you know kind of like Wolverine I was raised at a time where sweat I thought sweat made you clean yep.
0: um,
5: so you know and just like Wolverine who has poor hygiene uh, you know uh, which George will vehemently argue for some reason you know sometimes my clothes get musty and so I need to spray some of fri on. So, Uh, you know, hopefully this has got, you know, because they fired Gavin. So Gavin is not there anymore to keep the Febreze from flying
0: off the shelves.
1: Okay, okay. Final thoughts on the Spider News of the month. I want to go around the horn before we wrap this one up. George, any final thoughts on the news? There's whole towns out there that we should be crop dusting
2: with Febreze.
1: (laughs) 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 Mr. Bailey, Spider News thoughts.
2: I... I am in such awe of Jr. Frazier right now. I, I, have, I have had nothing ever but respect for him before, uh, yeah. but oh my god, that, that was, was never- that was freaking awesome, sir. Uh, uh,
1: Michael, any thoughts on the news? Well, wow, um,
4: I just say we got. I mean, talk about you know your peaks and valleys and rises and lows. I mean, with the, the with this whole uh, with this whole segment, I mean, it's just like I think I'm probably going to need some breeze to just kind of. I was no beginning to get to, 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 to kind of refresh myself a little bit after that beginning. But yeah. of course, JR, I, I gotta echo Bailey's the kids' sentiments. That was just masterful storytelling. I mean, for everybody, yeah. you know. Well, last, well done.
1: Last word of this show is to JR. Go. <laughs>
5: Well, I, 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 well, I guess I needed something to make up for for how badly the uh, Green Goblin doing the frozen riff went over. So,
0: uh,
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope, so I hope I made up for that. So. You did, you did, Bravo, sir.
1: All right. I, I love how we're starting with the spider erection, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm going right into boobs. I mean, hey, you bet your sweet titty ass. Yeah. <laughs> your sweet titty one. ass.
2: Yeah, I'm really surprised we can't get a woman on this show.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs>
1: and Bailey was missed. Yeah, uh, all right. Three, <laughs> two... <laughs> hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to the news edition of this month, where we're going to talk about spider news and we have a panel filled with people wanting to
0: talk about that was a horrible intro. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. Uh <Jen. laughs> three, two.